Chapter fifty nine of the Pharaoh and the Priest. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The Pharaoh and the Priest by Boleslaw Proust. Translated by Jeremiah Curtin. Chapter fifty nine. After the funeral of the Pharaoh egypt returned to its usual life and rameses the thirteenth to affairs of state the new ruler in the month apifi visited the cities of the nile above thebes hence he went to sni a city greatly devoted to trade and commerce in sni was the temple of kef or the soul of the world he visited edfu whose temple had pylons a hundred and fifty feet high and which possessed an immense library of papyruses and on the wall of which were written and depicted as it were an encyclopedia of the geography astronomy and the theology of that period he visited the quarries in chenu in nubia or komumbo he made offerings to horus the god of light and to sebak the spirit of darkness he was on the island ab which among dark cliffs seemed an emerald produced the best dates and was called the capital of elephants elephantina for on that island the ivory trade was concentrated he visited finally the city of sunu situated at the first cataract of the nile and visited the immense quarries granite and sienite where rocks were split off with wooden wedges on which the quarrymen poured water which swelled them and thus obelisks one hundred and thirty feet high were detached from the face of the quarry wherever the new lord of egypt appeared his subjects greeted him wildly even criminals toiling in the quarries men whose bodies were covered with never healing wounds experienced happiness since the pharaoh commanded to release them for the space of three days from their labor rameses the thirteenth might feel proud and well satisfied for no pharaoh in time of triumph was received as he on his peaceful journey so nomarchs scribes and high priests seeing this boundless attachment of the people bent before the pharaoh and whispered the people are like a herd of bulls and we like prudent ants hence we will honor our new lord so that he may enjoy health and protect us from ruin in this way the opposition of dignitaries very strong some months earlier had grown silent and yielded to boundless obedience the whole aristocracy all the priests fell on their faces before rameses the thirteenth mefres and herhor alone were unshaken hence when the pharaoh returned from sunu to thebes the chief treasurer brought unfavorable news the first day to him all the temples said he refuse credit and beg most obediently that thou holiness command to pay in the course of two years all sums which they have lent the treasury i understand said the pharaoh this is the work of holy mefres how much do we owe them about fifty thousand talents we have to pay fifty thousand talents in two years repeated the pharaoh well what more the taxes come in very slowly during three months we have received hardly one-fourth of what is due us what has happened the treasurer was anxious i have heard said he that some people have explained to earth tillers that during thy reign they are not to pay taxes oh ho cried rameses laughing 
those some people seem to be very like the worthy herhor well what is this does he want to kill me with hunger how can we meet current expenses at hiram's command the phoenicians lend us answered the treasurer we have received from them eight thousand talents already but do ye give them notes notes and mortgages sighed the treasurer they say that this is a simple formality still they settle on thy lands and take what they can from the people delighted with the reception given him by the people and the obedience of the magnates the pharaoh was not even angry at herhor and mefres the time of anger had passed the moment of action had come and rameses formed his plan that very day he summoned for the morrow those in whom he had most reliance the high priest sem the prophet pentua his favorite tutmosis and the phoenician hiram when they had assembled he said ye know of course the temples request me to return to them the funds borrowed by my father every debt is sacred that which belongs to the gods i should like to pay first of all but my treasury is empty since even the taxes come in only fitfully for this reason i look on the state as in danger and i am forced to turn for funds to treasures preserved in the labyrinth the two priests moved uneasily i know continued the pharaoh that according to our sacred laws my decree is not sufficient to open to us the vaults of the labyrinth but the priests there have explained what is needful i must summon representatives of all orders in egypt thirteen men from each order and obtain a confirmation of my will from them the pharaoh smiled at this point and finished today i have called you to help me to summon that assembly of the orders and this is my command to you thou worthy sem wilt select for me thirteen priests and thirteen nomarchs thou pious pentua will bring to me from various provinces thirteen land tillers and thirteen artisans tatmosis will bring thirteen officers and thirteen nobles and prince hiram will occupy himself in bringing thirteen merchants i wish that this assembly should meet at the very earliest in my palace in memphis and without losing time in vain talk recognize that the labyrinth is to furnish means to my treasury i make bold to remind thee holiness said sem that in that assembly the worthy herhor and the worthy mefres must be present and that according to law and even duty they are to oppose touching the treasure in the labyrinth of course i agree to that replied the pharaoh promptly they will give their reasons i mine the assembly will judge whether a state can exist without money and whether it is wise to waste treasure in darkness while the state is threatened with indigence a few sapphires of those which are in the labyrinth would suffice to pay all debts to phoenicians said hiram i will go at once among the merchants and find not thirteen but fifteen thousand who will vote at thy command o holiness then the prince fell on his face and took farewell of the sovereign when hiram went out the high priest said i know not whether it was well to have a foreigner at this consultation i needed him here for not only has he great influence over our merchants but what is more important he is obtaining money for us at present i wish to convince the man that i remember what is due to him and have means to pay it silence followed which pentua made use of and said if thou permit o holiness 
I will go at once to occupy myself with assembling land tillers and artisans They will all vote with our Lord, but from the multitude we must select the wisest He took leave of the Pharaoh and went out But thou Tutmosis inquired Ramesses My lord said the favorite I am so certain of thy nobility and army that I make bold to turn to thee with a request for myself Thou wishest money not at all I wish to marry Thou exclaimed the Pharaoh what woman has earned from the gods such a happiness? She is the beautiful Hebron the daughter of Antifa the most worthy nomarch of Thebes replied Tutmosis laughing if thou wilt be pleased to speak on my behalf to that revered family I had thought to say that my love for thee would be increased, but I will not say so for I should tell untruth well well said the pharaoh slapping him on the shoulder do not persuade me of that which i know i will go to antifa tomorrow and it seems to me that in the course of a few days i shall arrange a wedding but now thou mayst go to thy hebron left with sam alone his holiness said thy face is gloomy dost thou doubt that we may find thirteen priests to carry out my orders I am certain replied sem that almost all the priests and nomarchs will do what may be needed for the happiness of egypt and thy satisfaction holiness but be pleased not to forget that when it is a question of the treasure of the labyrinth the final decision will be given to amon is that the statue of amon in thebes it is the pharaoh waved his hand contemptuously amon is herhor and mefres that they will not agree i know but i have no intention of sacrificing egypt to the stubbornness of two persons thou art mistaken holiness answered sem with dignity it is true that very often statues of gods do what high priests wish but not always in our temples mysterious and uncommon things happen sometimes at moments the statues of the gods say and do what they themselves wish in that case i am at rest interrupted the pharaoh the gods know the condition of the state and they read my heart i wish egypt to be happy and as i am striving to that end alone no wise and good god can hinder me may thy words holiness be verified whispered the high priest dost thou wish to tell me anything more asked rameses noticing that his substitute in religion was delaying his departure yes lord it is my duty to remind thee that every pharaoh after reaching power and burying his predecessor must think of two buildings a tomb for himself and a temple for the gods just so i have thought more than once of this but not having any money i do not issue orders for thou must understand added he with animation that if i build it will be something great something which will command egypt not to forget me quickly then dost thou wish to have a pyramid no i could not of course build a greater pyramid than that of cheops nor a greater temple than that of amon in thebes my kingdom is too weak to accomplish great works i must make something entirely new therefore for i tell thee that our buildings weary me they are all alike just as men are and differ from one another only in proportions as a man is bigger than a child then what asked the high priest opening his eyes widely i have spoken with the greek dion who is the most famous architect among us and he praised my plan 
for my own tomb i wish to build a round tower with internal stairs like that in babylon i shall build a temple not to osiris or isis but to the one god in whom all believe the egyptians the chaldeans the phoenicians and the jews i wish that temple to be like the palace of king assar the model of which sargon brought to my father those are great plans said the high priest shaking his head but it is impossible to execute them the babylonian towers are not lasting because of their form they overturn easily while our edifices must endure for ages a temple to the one god we may not raise for he needs no food drink or raiment the whole world is his dwelling place where then is the temple which can hold him where is the priest who would dare to make offerings before him well let us build a residence for amun ra said the pharaoh yes it is not like the palace of king assar for that is an assyrian building and it is not proper for us egyptians to imitate barbarians i do not understand thee interrupted rameses with irritation listen to me lord answered sem look at snails each one of them has a different shell one is winding but blunt another is winding but pointed a third is like a box in the same way precisely each people build edifices according to their blood and disposition but please also to remember that egyptian edifices differ as much from those of assyria as the egyptian people differ from assyrians among us the fundamental form of every building is a pointless pyramid the most enduring form as egypt is the most enduring among kingdoms with assyrians the fundamental form is a cube which is injured easily and is subject to destruction the proud and frivolous assyrian puts his cubes one upon another and rears a many storied structure under which foundations yield the obedient and prudent egyptian puts his truncated pyramids one behind the other in that way nothing hangs in the air but every part of the structure is resting on the ground from this it comes that our buildings are broad and endure for ever while those of the assyrians are tall and weak like their state which at first rises quickly but in a couple of generations there is nothing left of it but ruins the assyrian is a noisy self-praiser so in his buildings everything is put on the outside columns sculpture pictures while the modest egyptian hides the most beautiful columns and carving inside the temples like a sage who conceals in his heart lofty thoughts desires and feelings he does not ornament his shoulders and breast with them among us everything beautiful is hidden among them everything is made to show the assyrian if he could would cut open his stomach to exhibit to the world what peculiar food he is digesting speak speak on said rameses not much remains for me to say continued sem i only wish lord to turn thy attention to the general form of our edifices and those of the assyrians when i was in nineveh a few years ago i observed the assyrian buildings towering above the earth haughtily it seemed to me that they were raging horses which had broken from the bit and reared on their haunches but would soon fall and perhaps break their legs in addition now try holiness to look from a lofty point on some egyptian temple what does it recall to thee this a man prostrate on the earth and praying the two pylons are his arms the hall of columns or the heavenly chamber is the head 
the chamber of divine apparition and the tables of offering are his breasts and the secret retreat of the god is the heart of the pious egyptian our temple teaches us what we should be have a hand as strong as a pylon it says to us and arms as powerful as walls have in thy head reason as broad and rich as the forecourt of the temple a soul as pure as the chamber of apparition and of offering and in thy heart have god o egyptian but the assyrian buildings say to that people tower above nations o assyrian rear thy head beyond every other thou wilt do nothing great here on earth but at least thou wilt leave many ruins wouldst thou then o sovereign venture to rear in our land assyrian edifices and imitate a people which egypt contemns and despises in spite of sem's explanation even now rameses judged that the assyrian palaces surpassed those of egypt in beauty but he so hated the assyrians that his heart began to hesitate in that case said he i will defer the building of my tomb and the temple but do ye sages who are kindly disposed toward me think over plans of edifices which will give my name to the remotest generations a superhuman pride fills the soul of this young man thought the high priest and he took farewell of the pharaoh in sadness End of chapter fifty nine